the Ghost Goal Podcast. Round two of group stage play is in the books at the World Cup as we look ahead to pivotal round three games that no longer will start at 5 a.m. The 5 a.m. Eastern time football start times are over after, what adjective would I use, Javier? A glorious seven days from, uh, or I guess six days from last Tuesday. I rarely woke up for those, Alex. I mean, I I usually got up around six to watch the second And here's what what you missed in the process. You missed in the first round, Saudi Arabia beating Argentina. Uh, And in this round earlier today, you missed Cameroon and Serbia play out to a very exciting 3 I did not miss that one. I watched uh, watched the. Oh, well, you woke up after most of the goal. Actually, I guess you woke up at the perfect time. Yeah, I did. This is a long-winded intro, Javier. This is a long-winded intro, all to say the World Cup's really heating up. All of these groups are in the balance going into round three, some more than others, but I'd say it's going to be a very competitive and entertaining round three. We've got tons of games from this last round to recap and kind of in in the process talk about how we think these games are going to unfold during the week. So, uh, Javier, how are you doing? You've enjoyed the World Cup action over Thanksgiving weekend? Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, Yeah, I had a nice little, you know, four days off and uh, got to see the family, had uh, lots of different things uh, like prime rib and and ham on uh, Thanksgiving. We didn't do turkey this year. Just kind of weird, but uh, yeah, it was good. What about you? What did you, what did you eat on your Thanksgiving, Alex? Uh, we kept it classic, uh, just but instead of a full turkey, we had uh, turkey seven press. potatoes, seven different uh, well, because, potato spreads. Well, actually, we kept it only to uh, two different types of potatoes oh, this time: two. just mashed potatoes and roast potatoes. You know, you got to have a little uh, c- control sometimes. You can't go all out with four potatoes. You got to save that for Christmas, because uh, you know. To us Irish, Christmas is the real holiday. We, we'll have the full turkey then, but this time we just did the turkey breast. Still all the fixings, though. So it was good. And uh, yeah, if you guys haven't listened yet, that's a good plug, because later that night on Thanksgiving night, when you got back from your family's place, uh, we sat down for an Instagram Live. So uh, don't necessarily go back and watch that now, since obviously it's about all the round one games wrapping up. But uh, keep an eye out for those in the future. We are going to be uh, maybe not all at all times doing the podcast format. Maybe if we don't have time to, or if I don't have time to edit and post it, we'll, you know, put out the, uh, the call on Twitter and Instagram that, uh, that Instagram live is going to happen. And if you can't watch it live, we'll post it on the, uh, at ghost goal pod Instagram account. So you can watch it back later just before the games kick off. We usually keep those to like 30. I think we did 40 minutes this time, went a bit over, but it was a good time. It was a good, uh, you know, uh, alternative to the podcast. I don't have to do like an hour, uh, hour and a half of uh, editing afterwards. So yeah, I enjoy those. Um, what do you want to start with tonight? Do we want to start with like some or recap some games that kind of have connotations for, you know, Tuesday when these listeners are listening to the, yeah, the let's this, start with, uh, this uh, one? with, with, you know, the groups that are happening tomorrow, um, group A and B, because these groups are wide open, I would say, you know, uh, all the teams, bar Qatar, have a chance of qualifying through to the next round. So, um, lots of action is going to happen tomorrow. And uh, let's start with Iran because I thought the uh, the Iran game against Wales was a pretty commanding two 0 lead. I would say it was well deserved. And even though Wales were able to keep possession, they weren't really that dangerous on the ball. Um, and I thought Iran were were good for their two 0 lead and. And if I'm, I know that they got the goals in in deep into extra, extra time because you know they've been giving eight to there was a ten red minutes card. of uh, extra time. Um, yeah, and there was a Wayne Hennessy red card that he uh, with about four minutes left. He almost uh, killed the guy, um, and the ref only gave him a yellow on the field. And he was the last man, and he you know pretty much kicked the guy in the face. The VAR had to go correct and give him a red card, but. Yeah, well, well deserved from Iran, and I mean, I think in this U.S. game, it's gonna be, it's gonna be all hell, you know. And and we got to talk about the U.S. because they had a great performance. I mean, I think one of the best performances for me, um, that I've seen this U.S. team do, even in World Cup qualifying, all the way through, um, they were really gritty against England. They were good on the ball. They didn't lose the ball nearly as much as they had. Um, and I think that some of the the lineup changes that Berhalt made were were pretty good specifically for that game. Um, you know, Wright was able to, starting right up top, and he was pretty quick and, and was able to just kind of 
play balls out to the to to the fullbacks and I mean the fullbacks were really good for the United States. Anthony Robinson and Sergino Dest. Yeah, uh, especially Robinson. I mean, I was really impressed with uh, Robinson bombing up and down that wing. Um, Sergino, I think, had to come off in the in the second half, but the U.S. were uh, were good for a draw. I mean, they had uh, they had a really good chance with Christian Pulisic. I thought Pulisic played well. He actually wasn't scared of getting the ball. He was, you know, running at England and. Yeah, the U.S. just just played with a lot of personality. I was definitely impressed, and they have a good chance to come out of this group. I mean, they've left themselves getting that draw against England, getting two points right now. They've left themselves with Wales, or sorry, with Iran, who have you know one more point than them, but they basically just need to win. They just got to win. Iran, Iran, all they need is a draw, which you know you got to think that uh, England are going to pipe Wales, and uh, you know if if Wales well, somehow. You would assume so, but if Iran draw and uh, Wales get a certain amount of goals win, right? I mean, they're they're at negative two, and uh, so are Iran now. So if Iran draw and their goal difference remains negative two, and Wales miraculously win 2-0 against England, then it would be, I I believe... uh, England and Wales Wales would be going through. Wales and England, yeah. Um, but I guess there's a scenario there where Wales could win and Iran draw and they still go through if like the Wales don't score, win by enough or something. So it's uh, it's going to change, you know, as uh, over the, the course. I mean, of I think I think minutes. England Obviously, are going to easily. I think England are going to easily win this group. Um, I think Wales are going to be deflated losing to Iran. Do they you not worry about their... England because of that performance against the U.S.? They, no. I thought they were really bad. Like yeah, England no were... one on the pitch covered themselves in glory for England. No, England were uh, were pretty bad, and you know I I think England he might change things up a little bit. Um, I mean I think they have options. I, I think you don't have to be glorious in the group stages of a World Cup. You know as long as you top the group yeah. and you do do decently. You know and 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 really just don't lose. You know honestly, you top the group, don't lose, and and go through with confidence into the group stages. So I don't think it's that big of a deal for England getting that draw. I think it was a much bigger deal for the United States because people thought that I myself included that England was going to just run the U.S. over. So for them not so to get run do you over. Do I just say something about the U.S.? I, I, I agree with you. Going into the tournament, I think if you had told U.S. fans like, "Would you take a point against England?" They they probably would have said yes begrudgingly. But I think after they failed to win that Wales game, and based off how well they played and how poor England were over you know, the 90 minutes of that game, I think they've got to be really disappointed they're not the ones in the position that Iran are in right now. They're not the, like, the U.S. should be the ones, based off of these first two performances, who have the upper hand on Iran. Whether that's them having four points and Iran have three, uh, I think six points would be pushing it, because I don't think they were that good against England. But we we, we got to highlight tell, the midfield, the midfield trio. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was, I was getting there right, right now. Players like Tyler Adams, and you already mentioned Anthony Robinson at left back, Yusuf and Yunus Musa in midfield. Yeah. Those players Weston are the McKinney reason too. McKinney that was awesome. the U.S. can hang with a team like England in the World Cup. But the reason they can't beat a team like England is because Weston McKinney and Christian Pulisic, they're supposed to be the game changers. They're supposed to be the winners who take those kinds of chances, at least one of them. And I know Pool Six was like a really tough chance that like clanged off the bar, would have been a wonder goal if it went in. But Weston McKinney's was really bad, and we've gotten used to see him score those at Schalke and at Juventus. So it's it feels harsh to say this, but you, you got to have more of a cutting edge if you're the U.S. And whether that's you know finding a new striker, they're trying out Sargent in the first game, and then Haji Wright in the second game. Uh, Wea has one nice moment with the goal against Wales, but I'll be honest, I think he's been borderline invisible other than that his work rate is still good but there's still a lot of like improvement that can be done with the u.s team but the, the main thing is that like their their match winners have matt to turner up. was really Pulisic good and, too yeah matt turner was super solid at goal uh possibly you know he, he borderline man of the match for me i think tyler adams was probably the man in the match but it was adams or musa i mean it was just a great performance from england or from well, you the u.s and england you can't really pick out one or two players that were very good. Everyone was just kind of stale. Like you said, there wasn't an outstanding performer for England. and But it's not that big of a deal. I mean, they got outworked by, uh, by a young team, but they didn't lose, and they're still in a great position to top the group. So 
I wouldn't be worried if I was England. Um, you know, very much looking forward to the USA Iran fan Iran game. Hope the USA win. Um, I have a sneaky feeling that Iran are going to get. Some, I mean, the emotion for that for Iran getting that win. You could tell how much it meant to all of the players, to the fans, to you know. They wanted to win that game. There was all this like notion of like Iran after they got lost six two to England. Like oh, these, you know these players aren't really right, going to play. They, they just want to crash out of the World Cup. They don't care about this. They were all in fucking tears, like praying, like just so happy that they won the game because after they did that like gesture where they didn't sing the national anthem, apparently you know the, the they've got in a lot of trouble with the government, and uh, you know I'm sure there was so much pressure on them to to get a win in that game and. They're gonna be gonna be huge pressure on them to to win against the United States, and it sucks that like politics gets brought into this, and people are saying, oh, you know, Iran like requested that the U.S. get banned because the USA Twitter put out like a post with Iranian flags without the like uh, the Muslim uh, League Muslim League symbol, symbol in the middle. Yeah, might be wrong and, on that. Uh, yeah, just it sucks that like politics are getting brought into football, uh, and that. I mean, it matters. It matters to the point of like almost life and death to some of these players. It's, like it's, it's the so world's a, game. Like yeah, it's, it's crazy. Gonna, politics are going to get brought in at some point. I, I do, do just want to say I, I do like Iran still. Uh, even after they lost six two to England, I still just sat there and thought that was a bad day. Wales looked even worse against the USA, and they still managed to get a result. So I, I figured Iran would have a good chance of getting a win in that second game, and then this one, I think they can hunker down, get a draw, and get through in second. And that's honestly fine by me. I picked England first and Iran second. I, I stand by that. And I know the U.S. fans won't be happy with it, but this is a, uh, a a tough Iranian team with two quality players that will win them matches up top in Mehdi Taremi and Sadar Azmoun. We've seen other players step up as well. So that factor contrasts directly between the U.S. and uh, Iran so far in this tournament. Even when Iran were losing 6-2, Mehdi Taremi was out there scoring. He was out there finishing... You know, half chances, beautiful, a beautiful first goal and then a penalty for the second. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a frustrating one for the U.S. where they'll have a lot of the ball and dominate the midfield. But I think it ends 1-1. And, and maybe the U.S. go ahead and Iran snatch something right at the end. And I was about to say, that's kind of Iran exactly through. how I think it's going to go. I think Iran get a draw in this game. They play for the draw. You know, they're going to play. They're going to let the U.S. have the ball, like you said. And they have great attackers. They have Jah- Jahan Bakash as well. You know, there's... There's, there's a few players, the two players that they brought off the bench, both of them scored. I mean, I don't know who they are, but they both looked good because they did well off the bench. So uh, lots of emotion going into this game for Iran. And I, I kind of think that that's going to translate into this game as well. And it, it just seems like it matters more for Iran. And See, I don't know about that. that. I, I just think Iran have a bit more quality. I'm, I'm keeping it definitely. I think it's just a little bit early for the U.S. The I mean, teams. so far, if, if, the, if the U.S. draw and end up going unbeaten and going out in the group stage with three draws, it's not a disgraceful performance for the U.S. So it, it just shows that, like, the team needs a little bit of a, of a, you know, they just need to grow. They're a young group, and uh, they'll do much better in the World Cup uh, with their hosts in 2026. All right, well, let's uh, move on, well, I guess back to Group A. Those, uh, well, I should mention those uh, Group B games will be played at the same time. It's not going to be any more staggered uh, games uh, because they want to avoid, you know, one team reacting to the other's uh, results. So uh, the Iran-USA and Wales-England games will be going on at 2 p.m. on Tuesday. Earlier that day, Holland will play Qatar, who are already knocked out, like you mentioned. Uh, they, they got a draw with Ecuador in the second group game, so they sit on four points. Same as Ecuador, four points, and Senegal, three points. Ecuador and Senegal are going to be playing each other. Assuming Holland destroys Qatar, which I think is safe to say. Yeah, the Dutch safely, I think, win the group, right? Yeah, Ecuador and Senegal are, you know, they're doing their USA-Iran playoff win and you're in. Uh, you know, I mean, Ecuador can go through with and a Ecuador draw, And Ecuador can just draw, exactly. So they're in prime position here. They've looked good. You got to say, you know, they were worth it for the draw against the Dutch. You know, they haven't looked out of place so far. They should have beaten the Dutch. They should have beaten the Dutch. Absolutely. They had multiple chances and the Dutch look kind of flat. You know, I think that they're going to still pipe Qatar, but I don't think I think everyone kind of predicting them to get out of group stage. They had an easy group and then kind of probably lose in the round of 16, I think, is is the where the Dutch are going to be in this. But I'm I'm very curious who comes out of Ecuador, Senegal, because Senegal's looked good. You know, they've they've accounted well for themselves and, uh, 
You know, they won the Qatar game like they needed to, scored three goals. Even when Qatar scored and, and the crowd got behind them, they immediately quieted them back down and, and scored a third goal. So great response from Senegal. Senegal still looked good without Sadio Mane, and uh, I think it's going to be an energetic, tight game against Ecuador. I think it's going to be super low scoring. And I think I trust Ecuador to like get a draw in here. Um, I think Senegal are going to be you know on their game nervous, but very, very nervous. Um, which is going to lead to like a lot of mistakes. I think it's going to be like nil nil, like a nil nil draw. Oh wow! Ecuador go through. I don't know. Yeah. I'd still say one one. Like the stakes are too high, and the two like Senegal are going to be pushing too hard and leave themselves open too often. That I think Ecuador will score this. I, I guess Definitely the under though. Ener, I don't think Ener there's going to be like a shitload of goals in this game. Uh, but Ener Valencia is out, which I think is huge. Like he had three goals. Uh, in two games at the World Cup, so he's their main goal scorer. So I guess nil nil may not be the worst, uh, the worst prediction. I guess I'm just hoping for more because I do still like this Ecuador team even without. Uh, they don't need more. That's the thing. I think for them, like they can go out in second with a draw, and they have the defensive unit, the defensive backline and midfield and the work rate to keep this Senegal team to you know shots from outside the box and. You know, hopeful hoof balls from uh, from out like deep positions in in the wing back. So, I think this Ecuador will do well here. I'm gonna say nil nil, and they go through in second Dutch and first. That's how we had the group, both of us, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we both had that. I think you may have initially had Senegal, and then you uh, you flipped when yeah, uh, Mane got injured. Went out. Yeah, yeah, I did. which is fair. Moving on, there, there's more games going on on Wednesday. Same deal, but except it's going to be Group C and Group D. Do we want to first look back a little bit just on that Argentina uh, Mexico game? Because I, I think that Messi goal is one of like the big moments of this World Cup, which it, it's hard to really like explain to people aren't who aren't really familiar. I haven't like grown up watching World Cups and, you know, having these moments that stay with you uh, from each World Cup. Like if I say like a certain year World Cup, you could tell me like a goal that comes to mind like uh, Spain 2010. Just give me a goal. Any goal you remember that comes to mind. I mean, there's numerous David Villa goals. You know. Yeah, just pick one versus eighteen. Torres. Oh man, I don't know. There's too many. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I'm not David, good at like remembering David Villa versus I... Chile when he like shipped it from like you know, like over the keeper from like midfield off to the left. I don't know if you remember that one, but. Do you know, you know, like Philip Lahm, his first goal in the 2006 Germany World Cup when he cut onto his right foot from left back and curled it top corner against Costa Rica. Like people who grow up watching World Cups, like you, you can name a World Cup and someone would be like, oh, my God, I remember this goal or uh, that goal scored by this player. Yeah, you'd have to, you just that have to amazing. tell me the goal and then I can remember it. But I'm not going yeah, no, like, to. I was trying to make goals. it easy for you to give you the selection where you could just pick like any goal you wanted that comes to mind. But OK, <laughs> but. I'm just saying that messy goal, I think, for a lot of people is going to be like a, a historic moment for them because it was in an awful game. It was such such high stakes for Argentina. They obviously lost the first game to Saudi Arabia. They couldn't. They were so to nervous. It was it was such a like cagey performance from them. Um, you know, I'd say Mexico had, you know, a lot of good plays you know, half chances, never really, like, threatened Argentina very much. It was such a tight game, but I would say neither team, like, created a bunch of chances, but it just was moments of individual brilliance. The Messi goal just kind of came out of nowhere, and like you said, it was a huge moment because everyone's kind of expecting this Argentina side to go deep into this World Cup and Messi to be the the catalyst for it, and he's going to have to be. So him getting goals like that, Enzo Fernandez, Alex, you highlighted him. Um, you know, in the previews and stay he away. Was, He's he, Chelsea's. Yeah, he He's came ours. on and uh, got a beautiful, beautiful goal curler, uh, right footed curler into the corner and also just moment of individual brilliance. And that's what that's what this, that's what makes World Cups, you know, more so than if a team has a bunch of skilled players or big names, it's players who can make big moments and make things, big things happen because at this level, there's a lot of mistakes. There isn't as high of a press teams are going to have possession more and you're going to get more chances. So it just, it just leads to, you know, what's going to happen. How far is he going to take this team? You know, it's a good start. You go two goals in two games. I'd still be worried I mean, about Argentina. They, they now have they, got to win. They have a, 
they've they got a tough got game win. against Poland next. Yeah. Poland are in, uh, you know, they're in first place with four points. Uh, Saudi Arabia still have three points. So I, I guess Argentina are just ahead of them on uh, goal difference. Uh, and then Mexico, they're still in it. You know, they get to play Saudi Arabia last. I think they would have preferred to have, you know, two draws with two points and then go into that Saudi Arabia game, winning that and, and ending the group on five points, which likely would get them out. Um, but, you know, now the best they can do is four. And I, I guess they need to hope that uh, one of Poland or uh, I guess I guess I guess they need to hope that Poland beat Argentina. And uh, yeah, then, then they would jump Argentina and go to four points. So yeah, you gotta uh, yeah, think. You gotta think. To uh, you gotta think. Mexico, they uh, they need to get a win for their fans, you know. And there's they're well, well, yeah, huge they, football they get, country. Well, they need to get a win because it's Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and, and it's they're Saudi Mex- Arabia, and they're Mexico. huge football country. So I think Mexico win, and they're gonna have four points, and it might be a big win, like three or four nil, which will fix their goal difference. Which means Argentina might get eliminated on goal difference if they don't win. They're gonna have to probably beat Poland, and for Poland, that's you know they they've been a defensive team. Um, you know, I know Lewandowski turned it on in that uh, in that last game. Finally, getting uh, getting his first World Cup goal—that's kind of crazy, right? Uh, and it was a huge mistake from Saudi Arabia. Like yeah. it, it was a gift. Lewandowski's so, uh, first really... goal was at 34 years old in the World Cup. Um, but yeah, Zielinski and Lewandowski—you know, the two big names on that Poland team, leading them against Saudi Arabia. No, what leading them against Alex? Argentina. Do you think, do you think Poland versus can... Argentina is the last game? Yeah, yeah I'm saying they, they, you know, they did well. They they won two nil against oh, yeah. Saudi Arabia. Okay. They both You're got right. goals. Sorry. Lewandowski and Zielinski. Do you think that they're gonna be able to do something against Argentina? I I honestly don't think so. I don't think they move the ball enough, quick enough. They still play Kukowiak in midfield. You're, you're focusing on the wrong team. You're focusing on the wrong team. Poland can absolutely get a draw in this game, which would all I just don't think they through. can. To be honest, <clears throat> I think Argentina are gonna kind of like maybe wipe the floor okay. with them, but. Uh, I, I think it might be like three one. Can get a draw on this because Argentina have been one of the worst, like top teams at this tournament. Yeah, but they just got their win. They have the momentum now. It's like it, things That's are going to change. Alex. I, I'm talking about off the balance of play. It, it's it's still absolutely dire to watch. You want to talk about not moving the ball quickly enough? That's far more Argentina's problem than it is Poland's. Poland's have, Poland have a much more settled identity of sitting deep and counterattacking against a team like this. Um, I, I, I get it. Like the Argentinian players, the Listen, momentum Poland definitely helps against, winning that game. Poland against but. Saudi Arabia, right? Poland has 36% possession, possession against Saudi Arabia. So po- po- like they got massively outpossessed. Only nine shots for Poland, 16 for Saudi Arabia, three shots on target for Poland, five for Saudi Arabia, and Poland got two goals. So... I think if Saudi Arabia can have 64% possession and outshoot, outpass, get more corners, you know, less fouls, I, less I yellow just said cards. That's playing into Poland's hands. Poland Argentina wants that. are going to be able to do that to a much more extreme level. 70% possession, 25 uh, shots. With that. They don't need to win. They're going to they're going to so, get scored on three or four how times. How about this, Javier? I'll throw you an olive branch. Poland get a draw, 1-1 draw, and then big shocker, Mexico and Saudi Arabia draw. No. I'm going to say okay. Mexico win. Mexico can't score a goal, man. I don't know what to tell you. Mexico like, not win 1-0. And then, because right. Ochoa's a god, he'll keep a clean sheet. Mexico win 1-0, which is not enough to get them through on goal difference. But if you're, if you're Argentina-Poland draw, then 1-1 would still put Argentina through. Because Saudi okay. Arabia and Mexico would both have less goal difference in that scenario. But... I think what's going to happen is Argentina win, and it's going to be like 3-1. I think Lewandowski scores again, but Argentina gets several goals. Messi with a brace. And, uh, yeah, I think they go through in first. And if that were to happen, then... Ooh. So that and then would you mean... think Mexico win 1-0 against Saudi Arabia and Poland get out in second? Would they Poland get out in second? Over? If they lose 3-1... So they'd have to oh, lose two yeah, one. No. So if they lose two one, they get out. If they lose three one, then I think Mexico can get out. Yeah. Crazy scenarios there. Lots of scenarios in that group. Um, that group's still wide open. Everyone can still get out. So yeah. 
exciting. That's going to be Wednesday. Uh, Group C, those both of those games, Poland, Argentina, and Saudi Arabia, Mexico, will be at 10 a.m. Or sorry, uh, 2 p.m. They've got the uh, order all wrong here. Uh, and then earlier in the day, 10 a.m. games, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia, France. My Denmark pick is hanging by a thread here, but uh, the one thing that brings me solace, It's Javier, been a little bit of rough for uh, Denmark there, Alex. Yeah. The one thing that brings me solace is that Tunisia, who, uh, you know, have to play France, uh, will likely lose to them. And it's pretty I feel much good about my uh, France first in this group, Alex. Yeah, you should do. They're already qualified. Uh, they, they they look excellent. So uh, obviously, Denmark can't mathematically get first place. France already have six points. That's not happening. Um, but what Denmark can do is they can get second place. And if uh, Argentina slip up and you know finish second place in their group, then all of a sudden Denmark are playing Poland anyway. <laughs> but Denmark finish second and Poland finish first. So that's still on the table for Denmark and. Uh, uh, obviously, they'll just be trying to beat Australia, who have three points after beating Tunisia one nil. So uh, they've got all of it, to, everything to play for as well. Um, they they just need a draw against Denmark, and Denmark are struggling for goals right now. Their only goal of the tournament has come from centre back Andreas Christensen off a set piece against France. But they had a load of chances, or I guess a good few chances in that Tunisia game, and I really wish they just scored the like the on the doorstep header that Andreas Cornelius missed in like the 85th minute would have been a nice one nil win for Denmark in the opening game. Um, yeah. Maybe they lose to France, but all of a sudden they can, yeah, they're in a better spot than they are for this Australia game. Now I still think they're, they're going to do it, but I think it's going to be tight because Australia, you know, they, they scored against France. They opened the scoring against France in the first game and uh, they didn't look too bad against Tunisia, even though Tunisia were, you know, a very energetic, solid defensive team yeah, like they said against Denmark. I, I'm kind of pissed because uh, Denmark weren't that good in this group. Peru could have definitely, you know, messed shit up in this group. We would have been, we could have been even better than Australia. We could have beaten Tunisia and then like gotten a draw or even beaten Denmark this time. We probably would have beaten them, gotten revenge. I'm just very sad we didn't. Uh, Seeing as you couldn't even beat up. Australia, I don't think that's true. So uh, that, that's how this whole thing works, Javier. It was one game, nil-nil, and went to penalties. Yeah, and you still choked it. Is that how you think it's going to go, or do you think Australia have a chance here? No, I think I think Denmark win. I think Denmark get the win and uh, tight game, one nil. Go through on four, in second place. Go through place. on four okay. points. Yeah, France win Tunisia, beat Tunisia pretty easily. Okay, uh, yesterday, Sunday, we had a really great slate of games. I think we started with that uh, shock Costa Rica win over Japan, which I just have to say, I don't think I've ever seen a World Cup where two teams like Iran and Costa Rica have lost 6-2 and 7-0 in the first games and then have come back to win their second games. Yeah, it's been a wild World Cup so far. If you can come up with an example or anyone, anyone of the listeners can, please let me know. But no, nothing comes to mind. So this is insane that Costa Rica are still in play here going into this uh, Japan Thursday game. Japan were pretty game. awful, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't wake ju- up like for the that The game one. was there to be won. Japan just did not take it. Tomoyasu didn't even play. I think he was hurt. Tanaka, who played a lot, El Tanaka, who played a lot um, in the last game as well, didn't play. You know, they had Minamino, Takafesa Kubo didn't play at all. I don't know if there was just like a bunch of injuries. So it was big names. Dazian Meida, he played Hikiro Ito. All these players were were big in the last game, and they didn't start in this game. He started Duan, who was the the hero who came on. He started Endo. He started Soma. These these are not players who all started in the in the in that win against Germany. And I don't know if it was fatigue, but they were huge drop off. And when some of these players came on later in the second half, it just it wasn't enough. It wasn't, you know, uh, Costa Rica did well enough, and they were I think they they were definitely good for the win. I'm glad that they were able to get a win and and you know kind of throw this group group into chaos with I guess Germany's form. Do you think Costa Rica have any chance here? You know, maybe they get a draw against Germany, are able to frustrate them and Spain. I mean, they have Japan to, they have to, they have to believe they can, right? Because Japan are playing Spain. They, Costa Rica have everything to play for here. You know, do I think they can do it? No. Um, I think Germany are going to have to play for that Spain win as well. You know, but I think Germany are going to probably pipe Costa Rica, maybe 3-1. I, I don't think Germany... Uh, yeah, that's true, because Spain have the really high goal difference. So if Germany win and Spain lose even, then it would still be level on points. Yeah, okay. Just wanted to 
talk that one uh, talk that one out. I think Germany will get a few goals. They're going to play an attacking lineup. They've looked pretty good offensively. They just haven't been finishing their chances. What What do you think of that? This Germany team right now, Alex, drawing a loss so far in this group. I'd be really interested to see if Hansi Flick sticks with uh, Fulkrug, the the uh, I think Werder Bremen striker uh, that they that he brought in and got the equalizer against Spain. It's not the kind of player that he has usually gone with with his uh, in his short stint. So far as Germany uh, manager, Germany weren't he, too bad against uh, Spain. I didn't, I didn't think they were bad good. either. They they conceded possession a lot, and obviously Spain do that to teams. But I, I just I, every time I've seen Germany play in in big games, must win games, it's always been more of a floating number nine. It's more more of a false nine. It's Kai Havertz. It's um, who do they start? This time this it, was game Thomas with? Mueller, it was Thomas Müller. Thomas Müller. Uh, that's right. Musiala and Gnabry were all switching into the middle moving around on, on every wing. And, you know, Gundogan was uh, get, getting in from runs from deep. So with Goretzka, I, this team has a lot of threats. I still really like this Germany team. I think they're going to make it out. Um, it was it was an ugly group stage. But again, just for a lot of these big teams, just making it out of groups. Um, and I still, I still think Germany having this Costa Rica game in the bag um, should be, you know, Kai Havertz should be fresh for this game. He didn't come on at all, didn't play at all in the Spain game. I think he'll start against Costa Rica. Germany will have a lot of possession. They're going to get Kai Havertz the ball a lot, and I could see him dominating a team like Costa Rica. So I'm going to back Germany to get a big result to get through. Um, I think Spain also beat Japan because they're going to want to secure their uh, their first place. You know, They don't want some crazy scenario where Japan get a draw or you know uh, Costa Rica win um, and Spain don't go through it first. So I don't think it favors very much. Japan style the favors. Japan pick, yeah. I think I this think is where Japan, the Japan pick comes to die. Yeah, I don't think Japan they needed, favors. They need to draw at least from, playing against uh, the way Rica. that the Spain team is playing right now because you know they could have scored more than one goal as well against this Germany team, and they were you know there was a lot of half chances, a lot of possession inside of Germany's box even, but they just, Germany defended really really well. They had some great defenders on the pitch. Um, Neuer was really good as well, so. Gavi, Pedri, they looked awesome. Danny Almo was really good. Torres looked pretty good. Uh, I'm not. I don't love Asensio right now. I I kind of. But Morata came on and scored again. So Morata's having a great World Cup. You know, randomly coming to form right now in this World Cup. Great for Spain because they need a striker. Um, and I've I've liked yeah, he's so a, he's far. He's another one though. Do you think they're going to start him because he scored coming on as a will. sub in yeah, both games? I think games. Asensio won't start and they'll start Morata in that game. Against Japan, um, and I think I, I've kind of liked the uh, the the other change was uh, Carvajal came in for Aspilicueta, which I also liked. He looked a lot better, um, but we might get Aspilicueta in this game, you know, because they might they might rest Carvajal for uh, the knockout game. So we might see yeah, Aspilicueta right back. These games are only right like back. five days apart, which is rough. Just yeah, over exactly. and over so and they, over again. There, there needs to be rotation, but I did like the Rodri, Laporte, Busquets, like kind of Busquets drops back to center back almost a bunch of times and just directs traffic. And he's still pretty good for for Spain. I mean, I, I know Alex, you were shitting on him and saying like, "Oh, Busquets still plays in this team," but he honestly still is a huge leader and and still really good on the ball. Um, and he's only thirty three, thirty four. He's just been around forever. Thirty four years old. You know, you still see players like Modric at thirty seven, thirty eight, dominating midfield that uh, in Spain and winning the Champions League. So it's not, not like unreasonable for Busquets to still be at the top level for another couple of years. I just don't trust it. Like, when it comes down to it, when they start playing the, the really good teams in this tournament, I won't trust Busquets. Like, yeah, it, evidently, it's been a good enough strategy to get them through a difficult group, and I was wrong about that. They're going to get out of this group, and Germany are the more likely to not. But uh, from how it's shaping up, it's looking like it's going to be a, a Germany win and Spain win, I, I think is fair to say. I, I predicted Japan to get the shock uh, result in one of these games. I just thought it was going to be the Spain one, but they already blew it on Germany, so... Uh, I don't. Th- I think the gas is going to be slightly out of the tank for uh, Japan against uh, Spain, and then Costa Rica. Give them credit, but I, I still I can't do it. I can't trust them. I, I think Germany throw in full Krug. I was about to say. I big, think they also like used, center forward. I feel like they used all, all their like luck and all their Jamal Musiala is having like on, a quietly uh, excellent beating. tournament too. Yeah, I think Jamal's gonna you know destroy Costa Rica here. So. I'm going to say 4-1 Germany. All right. Well, I don't have a score prediction for you, but uh, let's get to the group we haven't covered at all yet other than our previews. Group F, 
This final round of Group F games is actually going to start the day on Thursday at 10 a.m. Uh, when I should mention that Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan, Spain will be at 2 p.m. Canada is officially eliminated. Let's start yeah, with they Canada are officially eliminated, but I thought Canada, they still got some punches in them, I feel like. No, I was about to say, I thought Canada did well. They've put in a, a decent you know, show of themselves. I think the problem with them is, you know, they don't have that many natural finishers. Um, you know, they, well, Jonathan David's been pretty disappointing. Pretty disappointing. Yeah, for sure. Did, hasn't really done much in this world cup. Um, thought he was going to be more of a catalyst. You know, Davies has been pretty good. Um, that kid that you uh, mentioned, Buchanan, Tejon Buchanan, has been really good yeah. for them. From Club um, so there's been there's been bright spots for Canada, and I think they could make it to the next World Cup for sure. I mean, well, they're going to be in the next World Cup. Well, they're hosting, they're hosting it, it yeah. right? <laughs> they so, better. I mean, they you know, both should I automatically. Think, I think that's going to be the World Cup where they're going to have to really put on a show and get out of the group stage. I think this one was a little bit too early for them, um, but, but Javier, I really like the effort. Javier, how do you feel? about my Croatia and Morocco picks. It's all shaping up to be Croatia and Morocco in the next round. Because I'm telling you, this Belgium team is D-E-A-D dead. Did you hear yes. about the, the brawl that trash. broke out in the locker room after the loss to Morocco? Wait, Eden did, Hazard you, did I, got I had into Belgium an and argument. Croatia coming out, didn't I? No. Uh, or did I have look. Belgium not getting out of the group either? I don't no, no, no. I, I think... I think you. I think I was the only one who we didn't both know Belgium did, right? out of the group. Well, look, Javier, we can go back and check our Google oh, Doc. That's look. the beauty of yes. this. Javier, you had Croatia first, Belgium second, Morocco third, Canada Oof. fourth. All so, right, but I mean, right. here's the thing: Belgium did win that first game, so they are sitting on three points. They beat Croatia in the third game. They're in. It's that simple. But I don't know if you've been watching Croatia recently. Even Croatia in the, the draw really to good. Morocco, yeah. they still look really good. They, you know, went behind early after about like a minute and a half against Canada. No panic whatsoever. Kovacic, Magtric, Brozovic, controlling the midfield, running things, like playing circles around Canada's midfield, and then letting, you know, lesser known players up uh, further up front. Kramaric with a, a great brace, and then uh, Levaya. Uh, the uh, Hadrick split striker or forward uh, got a goal as well. He's uh, a little lesser known. They're one of those teams that I think has like the perfect balance. We've talked about it. The key to this World Cup is going to be having the perfect balance of young, energetic players with experienced elder statesmen, let's say, who aren't you know going to keel over from the uh, work rate of a World Cup in the middle of, uh, of the season. And even though Modric is 37, I think the fact that he's flanked by... Kovacic, who's 28, and then Brozovic, who's like only 30 or 31. That helps him. He doesn't have to do the controlling in midfield. Uh, Kovacic was one of the best players on the field in that Canada game. It was a dream game for him because Canada liked to play wide open, end-to-end stuff. So he had a great time. And uh, I, I just think that's going to lead, uh, like because this game, despite uh, Croatia playing so well, they're still only on four points after that opening round draw with Morocco. Uh, which is actually looking a bit better now than uh, people thought it was at the time. They're still going to be pushing for a win in this to you know secure first place, make sure they're in good form going into the knockout stages, and carry on that momentum and try and win a World Cup that they couldn't handle or couldn't pull, uh, pull off last time. So I think they I think they beat Belgium. I think it's going to be like two one. Good game though because obviously it's so much to play for for both teams. I think the real question comes up. Uh, with Morocco so, in so this Canada I, game. I, I want to say, so I think for Belgium, there were some bright spots um, in that. What bright spots could there possibly have been in the Morocco game? Morocco in the Morocco game, there were, some, there were some bright spots. Um, Should have been more. I thought that Andre Onana was really good. Uh, <clears throat> I think starting him was the right choice. I think if they get him and Tielemans in midfield, that's going to be a better, you know. I think they got to get Witzel the fuck out of there. If he can get Witzel out of there, play Tielemans and Onana somehow, as well as you know, it's it just maybe Den Donker instead of one of Alderweireld and Vertonghen. It's just they have too much old people. And De De Ketelier, uh, how do you say his name? It's like De it's, it's De Ketelier. De Ketelier. Uh Him instead of Eden Hazard, you get him. De Bruyne. No, no, no. Thorgan. Okay, enough of that. Enough of that. Uh, Trossard instead Trossard of Eden Hazard. Trossard as well, yeah. Did Trossard you hear? instead of Eden Hazard Batuai. even said it himself. Eden Hazard said himself, 
that based off form, Trossard should be starting over him, but he starts because he has had the better career. Which, you know, that, that's how it is in international football. You could say the same for, like, Cristiano Ronaldo or maybe, like, Cavani and Suarez at Uruguay. It happens all the time, but it's a really stark contrast from the 2018 World Cup where Eden Hazard was like a borderline player of the tournament. I think he came in third place for that. He was he was that good. And four years later, he's 33, and it's over. And it pains me to say, but it's why I picked them to finish bottom. Now, they're not going to finish bottom, I don't think. I don't think Canada are going to pull off the win against Morocco. Uh, but... I just don't think they're going to have enough. And even with Onana and Tielemans in midfield, what's that doing against Kovacic, Modric, and Brozovic? Like those players, they're just... I think it might be the best midfield in the tournament next to Spain's with Gavi and Pedri. They're that good. And the experience factor, I think, adds that extra No, I mean, I, I, I agree with you, Alex. I mean, I think Belgium haven't shown enough to show that they're going to beat this Croatia side. And I think Croatia, if they get at least a draw, it would secure qualification for them. It would put qualification, but if Morocco beat Canada, then they would be second. And they would be playing probably Spain in the next round. So I think for Croatia, there's all of the moment, the motivation in the world to go out, beat this Belgium team. That's, and there's uh, a lot reeling. of motivation for Morocco to spank Canada. Yeah. To win so I, I think or something because the, they can they'll they'll win the group. What a performance from Morocco, to be honest. Well, no, because like Croatia have Croatia, Croatia have the better goal difference. Just Croatia by have one. the better. That's what I'm saying. So if Croatia only win by one two? goal and Morocco being isn't no, it two? Just one. Oh yeah, yeah, three, Morocco four, one. Sorry, I forgot Canada. Yet. Yep. So they're on plus two. Morocco, Croatia's on plus three. That, that's why Them I just think Brazil both teams both the, teams uh, win. Only teams that haven't conceded. Yeah. That, okay. So that'll make this even more fun. Who can score more goals against uh, Belgium, who have an aging, terrible defense, and who can score more goals against Canada, who have a aging never quite that good defense you know uh so we'll see i'm i'm gonna say croatia finished top and morocco finished second like i said in the previews um yeah that's gonna be a really good day thursday uh moving on to uh, i guess we can just do straight up previews and we'll talk about the last round games while we do it the 10 a.m games uh will be group h ghana uruguay and then south korea portugal Portugal are, uh, you know, they've secured their qualification place. Two wins from two. Uh, went against Ghana in the first round, and they beat uh, Uruguay earlier today, 2-0, behind uh, two goals from Bruno Fernandes. I think we can say safely it was it was Bruno. Both of them were Bruno's goals. Ronaldo tried to claim the first one, but I don't think it really touched his head. So, uh, yeah, Bruno's announced himself in this tournament against a big side. And uh, Uruguay are officially reeling because uh, Ghana got a win against Korea. They're in second place. What are we thinking here? Ghana, Uruguay, winner, repeat, repeat of the uh, uh, round Ghana of 16 win, from 2010. I think, uh, I think Ghana get their revenge against Uruguay. I've, uh, you know, I think Uruguay, I said it in the, the previews. I mean, I thought they were going to get out of the group, but now from what I've seen, um, it seems like the a lot of the, you know, growing pains dire. that they had during the qualifications, which was... You know, Cavani and Suarez are not good enough to score goals anymore at the international level. And Nunez is young and raw and still just too undisciplined to lead this Uruguay side. And while Uruguay have a phenomenal midfield, the uh, Vecino, Betancourt, Valverde midfield, which has been carrying them so far this tournament, and this they're only really, you know, and I also like the two center backs, um, you know, having Godin. Yeah, it's carried them to no goals and one point. Yeah, and like defensively they've looked good, but they just haven't been able to to get the goals. So I think that's going to be their downfall in this. They're not going to be able to score the goals. And I think Ghana have looked good. Ghana have uh, offensively looked a force against uh, both teams they've played against, you know, um, against South Korea and against Portugal. And I think they were very unlucky not to get a result against Portugal. And... They were good for the win against South Korea. So what do you think, Alex? I think Ghana do it. I think Ghana get out of the group. I think Ghana get like a draw against Uruguay. And uh, yeah, I can I can agree with that. And Portugal beat uh, South Korea or get a draw against South Korea and all get out in first. I, I was hanging on for my South Korea pick, even at two nil down. I thought they were playing well enough that they could get themselves back into that game and and maybe even win it. So 
Uh, that was really disappointing to me to see, you know, Ghana come right back and, and score. Yo, but kudos you, you got to give them that, that kudos kid on Ghana is <laughs> kudos excellent. to kudos. He's, he's going <laughs> to end up joke. being, uh, you know, on some big team in uh, in a year here. Maybe even January. Who knows? He's been playing well enough at, at Ajax and scored a big goal in the Champions League uh, at Anfield in the group stage. So he was already on people's radars. Uh, but th- this, you know two-goal performance to get them the win against Korea and like a good performance against Portugal before that, that will definitely turn some heads for January. So uh, yeah, I think him and Inyaki Williams, who we haven't you know seen s- score yet or really make a, a big impact, I think he still has a, a good performance in him. And yeah, I, I think I'm going to agree with you. I think it's going to be uh, just like a 1-1 Uruguay finally get their goal. Maybe they're ahead and Ghana get themselves back into it, get the draw, and they're out of the group. So, uh, yeah, that, that would be a surprising one. That would mean, you know, by our predictions, two African teams getting out of the group, which would be huge. I think that'd be really big after none of them made it out uh, last time. Uh, and I think the only non-Europe at or uh, South America team to get out of the group at the last World Cup was Japan, and they lost in the first knockout round to Belgium. So... Uh, it's looking like there's multiple African and Asian teams that are in the running here. Even Australia, we have to mention as a technically an Asian team because they do qualify from Asian uh, conference and, and they're still in it with a chance against Denmark. So, yeah, really good tournament for the relative underdogs compared to the, the juggernauts of the game. Korea, Portugal, we don't really need to mention. Do you want to talk about Portugal at all? Like now, nah, let's, let's let's save that for the round of 16. Uh, let's go to Group G, which will be later on on uh, Friday, this Friday, December 2nd, 2 p.m. Cameroon, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland. Brazil, Wait, Brazil have sealed their place. Brazil uh, Cameroon the have one point. Right. We just got to come out. Them and France have looked the best. Uh, teams Spain. Probably. You have to mention Spain. And Spain. Yeah. Them, France, Spain. But Spain, you know, aren't perfect. They drew a game. Both France and uh, Brazil won both of their games. Brazil haven't conceded yet. I don't think they're going to concede against Cameroon, um, and I think they score they may. several goals. They may concede. Come on, give Cameroon credit. They were really good today. They, they've realized the, the way forward is I Vincent Abubakar. I think Brazil, Brazil can play players like Martinelli and Gabriel Jesus. I think they're going to start players like that. They're going to rest um, you know, some of their star players and look fresh for the next round. So, You think they're still to, favorites with Neymar likely injured for the rest of the tournament? I think... You just saw what Vinicius Jr. I mean, I know that goal was offside, but you know, there, a player like him is going to be able to take over um, just as much as Neymar could have in this team, and that's that's what that's what this team hasn't had for him, Rodrigo, Martinelli, Jesus. So that being said, with without Neymar, and I think they're also missing uh, Danilo, the right back. He's probably going to be out for the rest of the tournament, and Eder Militao played pretty well there at right back. Uh, today against Switzerland without two players like that, but mainly Neymar. Don't you think that the Brazil should probably keep their, their strongest team possible, maybe with a few changes here and there. No, you want to rest those those players. players, I think, no, I'm saying I want to get, I think you want to get those players in rhythm and no, but they also want to get the rest of the players in the tournament as well. Players like Jesus and Martinelli who Martinelli came on in the first game, but you know, there are players who on this team that Anthony as well, you know who who you want to I think get a little bit of game time to to get them into the the tournament as well because you're going to need them in later rounds. There's five substitutes and it's 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 important to use your whole squad and teams that use their whole squad in this tournament are the ones that are going to go far, which is like France right now who they've had a bunch of injuries. They you know didn't look like they were going to look good, but it doesn't matter with all the injuries they have, players they bring in. There's still quality all across the team. Um, but I think Brazil, you know, go on and beat Cameroon pretty pretty easily. And that Switzerland-Serbia game, I mean, Serbia have just not looked that good, Alex. We thought they were going to be a lot better. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Serbia looked very good today. It, I mean, the defense is worrisome, for sure. Uh, but also, I picked Switzerland to get out of this group. So, I, I mean, I still think Switzerland are going to get a draw out of this. They have the win against Cameroon in the first game. Serbia only have a draw Narrowly against Cameroon. Narrowly lost to Brazil, you know. Yeah, they, here's the thing. They will lose occasionally to a team like Brazil, Spain, and penalties at the last Euros. Uh, hell, I think they even lost to Italy at the last Euros in the group stage. But it's only really those top, top teams 
that can like hope to threaten them. Serbia have the, the tools, but we haven't seen Serbia fully unleash all of the tools yet yeah, like out of Mitrovic, their attacking players. Mitrovic is going to be, I mean, it's only going to be a few days rest. He's not a hundred percent fit. He played the full 90 minutes. He was, he was an absolute menace and, you know, hit the, hit the woodwork could have had more goals. Like you said, I mean, they looked pretty good today, Serbia, but great game. Probably one of the best games of the world cup. Three, three. I mean, amazing. Just back and forth. Cameroon scored, uh, then Serbia scored two goals in extra time of the first half. Um, then they went up 3-1 with a Mitrovic goal. And, and you a thought great Serbia team gonna, goal. One of yeah, the best thought, team goals of the tournament. You thought Serbia were going to run away with it. And then right after, you know, 10 minutes later, Abubakar, Abubakar comes beautiful on. Beautiful chip. Beautiful yeah, chip over uh, over the keeper. And then Chupo Moteng, another great team move as well. Cameroon, you know, turned it on as well. So... It was fun to watch uh, Cameroon get a little bit of joy in this tournament. And uh, for Serbia, I think not beating them when they were up 3-1 is going to be fatal here. Because, like you said, I think Swiss play for a draw. Um, I think 1-1. And there's not many teams better at that. Maybe 2-2. Uh, but it, it's I'm say really hard to beat this team. And uh, I think Swiss go through, you know, because I don't think Cameroon have, have what it takes to get a result against Brazil. Well, despite both of us thinking that's going to be a draw, I agree with you. that I think that will be 1-1. I think it still has potential to be an exciting one because Serbia will be forced to push the issue. We didn't see them play Vlahovic from Juventus or uh, Jovic from uh, Fiorentina, formerly of Real Madrid and uh, Eintracht Frankfurt. He was a goal machine at, at Eintracht Frankfurt in the Europa League a couple seasons ago. We, we haven't seen those players. I mean, Vlahovic came on for a bit of the Brazil game at the end, but the game was gone. And then neither of them came on for the Cameroon game. Even when it was 3-3 with 20 minutes left and they were trying to get the winner. So this uh, final game against Switzerland would be a bit more manageable. So if that continues, then yeah, I think I'm just going to settle for the 1-1 the draw. But there is still the potential here that, you know, Serbia's manager could like throw one of these strikers in with Mitrovic and just go full pelt. Let's try and get the goals we need and win the game and, you know, force the issue here. Uh, but... Yeah, I'll settle for the 1-1, but there's potential for it to be uh, a special game. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if uh, if Serbia rips all hell and, uh, you know, scores three goals against Switzerland and beats them and knocks Xhaka out of the tournament, send him home. You're Let a terrible Arsenal rest. fan. But, but, but you wanted, rest, Alex. You said you thought Ghana were going to go through, so you want Partey to keep playing? No, 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 no. Partey should lose. Ghana will lose. So you want Uruguay to win. So you want Uruguay to win. Uruguay got, yes. All right, let's, let's go, go back and revise this whole thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. No, uh, I, uh, according to your think, Arsenal I do specifications. Still back the Swiss. Yeah, I still do still back the Swiss, um, and I think that they'll they'll have enough to get a draw against Serbia. But I, I am scared of uh, Serbia's offensive capabilities if they do start Flahovic, Mitrovic, you know, Milinko Savic, uh, they, they have like Kostic as a wing back and they also play Zikovic as another wing back. So they have like a very attacking side. I will say side. Uh, Serbia won't be aided by uh, Switzerland playing their backup keeper in this game like Cameroon did because uh, Andre Onana was sent home after disagreements about tactics. That was definitely a factor for a couple definitely, of Definitely for say. the second goal for sure. Um, uh, yeah, so... We'll settle on both of us, the Swiss, to get out of the group uh, behind Brazil. Javier, thanks for jumping on this one again uh, late at night after work. If you want to follow Javier on Twitter, you can follow him at JavierRev9. You can follow me at ASMOS92 on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the podcast socials at GhostGoalPod. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please go ahead and leave a rating and review. Those new ratings and reviews help new listeners to find the pod. And uh, we always appreciate it anytime you guys can uh, help us grow this thing. Not sure when we'll be back. Probably something uh, later in the week, maybe uh, Friday or over the weekend in preparation for the first round of knockout games. But we'll keep you posted if you uh, follow us on Twitter and, and Instagram. So enjoy these final round of group games. And until next time, see you.